Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quackman and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Twelven. Oh! I am your host, Adam Shamel. And I am your co-host with the slow-mo worst voice around Aaron Schroeder. Oh my goodness, that is right. And this is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks sporting podcast on the web photosphere. And Aaron, we have not one, not two, but zero teams going to March Madness NCAA Tournament. It sucks, quite frankly. I do not like the NIT or the WNIT, or at least I don't like being in them. However, I'm excited that we get more practice because we desperately need it. How you feeling, Aaron? Uh, you know, I've never liked that cop-out line. Hmm. The whole more practice, it's like... Eh, but you're still about to take months off, so mm. three weeks don't mean much, right? I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. Point, if you haven't learned your lessons at this <laughs> point, there's no. Mm. The exam is over. Like, why are you cramming after the exam? Stop. It's like <laughs> it's like an end of the year exam too. Yeah, like, you already failed eighth grade. You needed you needed to pass this test. Uh, eighth you grade. failed it, so you're going to repeat eighth grade. I don't know why I chose eighth grade. Um, and you're like, mm, you know what? Let's get one more study session in before summer break. You're like, that's not going to do you any good. It's summer yeah. break. All of this is going out. Yeah, uh, this is not a lived experience. I swear, I didn't repeat eighth grade, y'all. You know what, though, I will say, uh, I did fail my first class in the eighth grade. Mm, what was that in Texas? Some kind of uh, marksmanship kind of thing, or I, I honestly don't even remember. It was more than likely math because it was the subject I would just procrastinate on. Mm, I get you. Aaron. I was an early adopter of the computer. I saw the power of the calculator, especially the TI-82 and oh, 83. That's yeah. That's the one who tried to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? I was just like, why should why should I have to be responsible for these insane algorithms and bullshit and formulas when I have literally a computer that can just help me with that part so that I can focus on more important things like learning how to play drums to silver chairs freak show exact i was just about to say that <laughs> um yeah i mean it's ridiculous my man speaking of growing up in texas i want to i want to run by you this i think possibly some of the coolest people 
I was thinking about this in the United States of America. All yeah. right. And this has not been my opinion before, but I've met enough people like this. I'm starting to think about it. I think liberal leaning Texans are some of the the best rounded people Facts. in the United States because you got you got this sense of, you know, like automatic patriotism. In certain ways, you know, not not only nationalism, but also statism, you know, every, every it's Texan, more that every Texan loves Texas more than any other thing in this fucking world. Well, but, I wouldn't I don't think I would use the word love necessarily. I would say for whatever reason, you are imbued with a sense of pride that you're from Texas mm. because it has such a rich history. You know, mm. like if Texas was to declare, um, what do you call it? Not sovereignty, but if it were uh, to secede, be like, to secede. Yeah, if they were to declare to secede, I would not be surprised if at least 89% to 93% of <laughs> Texans mm -hmm. Uh, would immediately sign up to be a part of the Texas infantry. Like, I would mm. not be surprised because it's like, hell yeah, we are now our own. We already we got will the weapons for it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we must defend the electric yeah, it's at a, all no, costs. It, it is interesting the level of pride that comes with Texas. Generationally, it's insane. Like, the things... My dad remembers when he was younger and Alaska beca officially became a state, mm -hmm. he was mm -hmm. pissed because it's bigger <laughs> than Texas. Oh, uh, no, but, but nothing's bigger than Texas. You're goddamn right. So it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> that seems actually really thinking about it. Alaska is totally gotta be the rival to texas there's a lot of similar things going on there the mindset is tougher in alaska i think it's they're ready be. to throw down mm -hmm. hard and just like beat your ass i feel like texas mm -hmm. is more like the struggle of making the ground grow you know like we toil <laughs> yeah yeah and that's oh, what makes Texas. you stronger, because in Texas you have to toil through life, and so it builds you, as Calvin's dad would say, it builds character. Mm, mm. I feel like every Oregonian I've ever talked to has quite a bit of Oregon pride too. Yeah, maybe this is just every single state. I think so. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe it's just that simple. Yeah, I think the thing though, too, at least the the difference of personality of someone from texas the generalized person from texas mm -hmm. compared to a person from the pacific northwest mm -hmm. we are a loud and rowdy bunch and that is not true. what the average pacific northwest person is the average pacific northwest person is reserved and polite and quiet <laughs> it Being is true. rowdy is entertaining but it is not for me, as uh, as you would say. <laughs> yeah, am I too no, far I get off? You. No, I I think it's pretty accurate. Man. You're more I think, reserved I you know, than I am. I'm more reserved. And this then is again, the pool of information I'm 
driving. I don't forward. know. I always figured myself walking, you know, like kind of a big burly lumberjack or Oregonian type walking out of a novel of Ken Kesey. That's always how I thought of myself. Wise yet good looking and strong and would, something like that, you know. Would you Wisdom say of the West? Did y'all did you grow up with Paul Bunyan? Paul but yeah. Oh yeah. And Paul Babe Bunyan, guy. Babe the Did big you ever blue watch? ox. I love. Yeah, was that a is that an is that a Pacific Northwest thing? Are they is he supposed to be in the West Coast woods? I think so. I think he was just like Yes, here's our tall tale glorifying what we're doing to like just destroying the West as we expand, you yeah. know. Um who knows how many uh, thousands Paul Bunyan killed. Even accidentally. You know what I mean? <laughs> or that ox. I mean, just tromping through yeah. towns. It's huge. Oh, absolutely. That ox has got to get protein somehow. Homes. Yeah. How long until we get the Blumhouse or A24 Paul Bunyan murder movie? Like, evil Paul Bunyan. Because I would absolutely watch that, by the way. I would watch a Paul Bunyan movie, but for real, he's like 6'4". And it, you know, everybody, <laughs> but it's because of the time. Everybody else is like five nine, so he's just yeah. a larger human who it's is like twenty. <laughs> yeah, and it's just him and his story of finding this ox, and then they're like, them "Wow, just uh, traveling not malnourished around. ox! Yeah, this thing's huge. <laughs> like you could have Paul Bunyan be the traveling storyteller." And he could like meet, um, oh God, what's his name? Wait, he was my favorite one. Who's what the, the person? Fuck? Who's the person who fought the railroad industry? Uh, the, John Henry. Thank you. Okay, now we're actually talking about Disney's Tall Tales the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because so Paul Bunyan good. is a character in it who's like not the tallest guy in the movie, even. Oh, no, I don't remember that. I remember yeah, the John Henry it. one, and I remember... Sp I have images of the Paul Bunyan one. Pecos no. Bill yes. is in it, and then Paul Bunyan is a dude in it, and he's the shortest of the three. <laughs> and he has an ox that I think is blue. Oh. I think the ox actually is blue. It's kind well, of how the... did they... Yeah, they did make it to where he was like mini... He was just... He was even like maybe like the size of a mouse, maybe? He was just a dude. Like he Babe was, was cute and tiny. Well, he wasn't Gosh. the size of a mouse. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um I have yeah. okay, look. Here's the deal, faithful listener. Mm -hmm. Uh we said last week we didn't have a lot of um desires to talk about the NIT. Yeah. Or the fact <laughs> that we are first round picks to go there. So what we've decided to do apparently is dive mm -hmm. in deep to Disney's tall tales via the social constructs of the way you are raised in the state in which you live. Bang. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you're the Pecos Bill and I'm the Paul Bunyan of this Bang. podcast, I think we'd say. That's fair. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> Ding dong. I forgot about that. That's our uh that's our new catchphrase now. Oh man, that movie. It was fun. I remember one line before we move to uh, you know, please, please. sports. I remember one line that always stuck with me from the movie. I just looked it up. Tall tale, apparently, not tall tales. Uh 
I remember at one point Paul Bunyan, they're walking in like the desert or something like that. And Paul Bunyan goes, I'm hotter than a June bride in a feathered bed, which felt a bit extreme for a Disney movie. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I can get on board with that one. (laughs) I mean, let's not forget that Disney is also the company that made a very questionable movie um, starring a traveling black man with a bluebird on his shoulder and a character mm. named Briar Rabbit, if oh, anyone yeah. recalls this. Zip-a-da-doo-da, Catchy song. That, yeah, I love how, even though that's, that movie has been one million percent canceled, they're still like, but this song is such a banger. We can't get rid of this song. Are you kidding me? It is a good song. I'm willing to stand up for the Zip-a-dee-doo-dah song. It is a good song. Uh, the movie Songs of the South. Maybe not so much, though. Um, yeah, at what point can you blame the art for the artist? I think you can blame everyone in that, <laughs> especially for how long they kept it like on Splash Mountain and stuff like that, which is no, which is no longer Song of the South. Theme. Oh, Splash right. Mountain, the ride. That is right. Um, so, okay, we've officially just about talked about everything but uh, the NIT, so we should probably get into No, first, actually. Okay. First, let's plug at Quack 12 Podcast on Twitter. Also, go to quack12podcast.com to get to our Patreon. Our Patreon is where you can help support this very show for a measly Five bucks a month, you get hours and hours and hours of duck-themed content. Not only that, but uh, you help out us make this show, make the free show uh, every week coming to you. Even deep in the off-season, we're coming for you. So please do that. Also give us five stars on Apple Podcast. That actually really, really, really helps people find the show. You would be surprised how much that helps us out. So uh, please do that. It's a quick, easy thing. Or just give us five stars or rate us on any of the podcast listening apps that you're doing. Uh, so there's that. Uh, shout out to Kihoi Kwan and Brendan Fraser. Everything oh, yeah. you all at once. Jamie you know, Lee Curtis. Shout out to all of them. I think we talked about Oscars. it randomly in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. episode last week. But yeah, uh, there it is. Too. Everything everywhere takes like... A Bunch. commanding win on mm-hmm. everything. Called it. Call and everywhere. I know a few people who are going to be so mad about it too, which I'm like, mm. I don't know why you allow yourself to be so upset about a movie. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I can't. I would be a hypocrite to say I don't regularly get furious <laughs> at movies, but uh, I get your point. I get Aaron. furious at movies for their impact on culture and Western society or society in general, mm. but the the making of them, the performance of them, the quality of them, it has no bearing on my judgment of it. I'll just turn it off if I don't like it, and then I'm like, well, then I'm fine. <laughs> I can't I've hurt you it if off. it's not on. Anyway. Aaron, uh, we do have two games that were played. That do need to be recapped on this show. Otherwise, that would be a lost week of Quack 12. Did they, in any way, shape, or form, help us get towards making it to the national tournament? 
to the actual tournament. Uh, yeah, I mean, these were the games that would have that were deciding it. This is we're talking about the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament. Now, it was well known. Well, it wasn't actually well known. It was on the fence whether Oregon was gonna. You had to beat your your round one opponent, or not right. round one, I should say. This is actually day two opponent, which was we got that by, so we didn't have to play that first game. We had to play Wazoo, which is a pretty tough draw, actually. I mean, they are so much better than a record, as they've been shown over and over and over. Right. Um, especially with their three-point shooting. I mean, they shoot, or they shot, I should say, the most amount of three-pointers this season in the Pac-12 and also made the most. Like, that is their game. Hey, and when that's you can hit science. that three. Mm-hmm. It's shoot fun. the most, make the most. Uh, well, not always. I think if we shot, tried to shoot as much as they did, we would just be, like, missing the most. Womp, 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 womp. But it goes to show you, when you can shoot the three, even when you're not hitting them for a good long stretch, it enables you to be able to come back, you know? Uh, I mean, it also will make it so you have a like not make the tournament if you miss enough of them like the like the Cougars did but uh it made it 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 was an interesting game the first half Ducks came out to a huge lead um and then I believe Wazoo cut into it by like going on like a 10-0 run or something like that near the end of the first half but Oregon was up 38 to 30 Everything was happening for the Ducks. Richards didn't even hit a her, uh, early three to start things off. So things were looking pretty dang good. Um, seemingly, they couldn't really stop us from just going inside, which is the Oregon game right now. Like, our strength is our bigs on the inside. Our absolute weakness is shooting in general. But specifically, <laughs> the three-point game uh-huh. is we've just been goddamn terrible at it, quite frankly. All season. Yeah. And you so know, we had a good lead. Uh-huh. Uh, keep yes. going. No, but We please, had a keep good going. lead at the half, and then suddenly Washington State just turns it on, just starts hitting the three. We go on the patented Oregon Duck long stretch of not scoring anything. And, I mean, we had a good – I think we led by as much as, like, 11 points or something like that. Maybe even more. I believe more. Then all of a sudden – Late in the second, we are down four, and I was just kind of ready to be done with it. I mean, my heart was very much into it, but it was just like, yep, I've seen this game before. Luckily, Oregon was able to make enough clutch shots down the line, Thinks actually thinks in large part to off the bench, Keyshawn Bartholomew, 17 mm. points. 6 of 12 shooting, 3 of 6 from three-point range, which is great for our team. Um, Thanks to him, thanks to some good play from Enfali Dante, who had a rough first half but really emerged well uh, in the second half. Um, Yeah, he he did great. He even had a huge blocked shot in which when he came down, this is late in the game, he twisted his ankle. And for a second, it looked like, oh, my goodness, this could be terrible because he was limping up. For some reason, Will Richardson, because I know, like, they didn't want 
uh, medical staff to come out to check on him because I think that would have meant like he wouldn't have been able to come back in the game or something like that. Sure. But Will Richardson immediately, he sees this man on the ground like in a lot of pain. He grabs his leg and tries to stretch it out. <laughs> Did not get the reasoning for that. I mean, like maybe it's like, oh, it'll help, you know, if you have a cramp or or right. something like to stretch it out. But it's like, a don't assume horse. this shit, dude. Don't assume this shit. Like he's had injury, severe injuries to both legs. You don't know if he just tore his ACL and all of a sudden you're yanking his leg. Like, don't. What are you doing, man? But anyways, hmm. luckily he was, it was not as severe as it looked. I mean, he was walking around afterwards. Um, he played in the next game. But that was a crucial block. We are able to win this game barely, 75 to 70. We shot 45% from the floor, pretty dang good. 28% from three, not as good. But uh, due to the rebounds, like we out-rebounded them 35 to 30. Due to g- holding them just below enough, they shot 47% from three. They shot 23 threes, uh, hit 11 of them. Like, we just barely survived this very scrappy Cougs team, which it is good. Overall, it is good. Uh, and it meant we were going to go against UCLA, who UCLA was, they were injured. Uh, I mean, they lost their best man. We should say um, they're they're sixth, you know, off the bench, their best defender, and we needed to beat UCLA to get into the tournament. It was clear, Oregon, if they beat UCLA, who is was in talks to be possible one seed in the tournament, hmm. didn't finish that way. Um, also, you know, clearly the the best in the conference, or maybe not clearly, maybe that's going a little too far because Arizona's right up there, but won the regular season anyways. Uh, we had to beat them, and if we beat UCLA, that alone may have been enough to get us in the tournament. Who knows now? We did not beat UCLA. In fact, it, it was back and forth. Like, it was a good game for a good stretch of it, but in the end... They just pulled away in that second half, and it ended up a blowout, I would say, 75 to 56. It was especially unfortunate because Adam Bona, who is their, really their only big man who is going to be able to compete against even a kind of injured Dante or, you know, ready-to-go Biddle or where, like the only person that was ready to, to go against our big men, he got injured against us. In, like uh, about, I believe, in the first half. And so that did present a huge opportunity, but it seemingly didn't matter because our big men weren't able to truly take advantage late in the game. Oregon missed just every shot. And cool. We were, they were choosing really bad shots, I think, <laughs> was one thing. It was just the amount of times where it was just like, okay, I guess... Soares is going to try to take a deep contested three. Or like, all right, um, like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of some examples. Like, Kuznard's going to take a contested jumper. Or Richardson had an open three but gets a little too scared and passes it out to a guy who's got a hand in his face and the shot clock's about to expire. How interesting. uh, He passed. Oh, he was not looking... 
I'm not even saying this necessarily as a dig against him, but he is not looking to be an elite scorer like a Peyton Pritchard point guard. He is looking to, well, honestly, that, you know, pass it out that, to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. We have known that, haven't we? <laughs> hey, podcast listener. Hey, Come you. over here. Come yeah. over here. Get over here, yeah. Nice headphones you got in here. Ooh, yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that yeah. what he's doing there, bud? <laughs> yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the quack. 12 page on Apple Podcast. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcast, Quack 12, give us internet. five stars. Yeah, the internet. You got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing. If you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then uh, you know, uh, oh hey, hey look at look at this podcast listener on their long inner inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad. Not wanting to hear that baby by covering it up. Wah wah, so they say, putting on them headphones. Trying to get the sky waitress's attention. Get over here. Give me more of that Quack 12 podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack 12 podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, get it. you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic, Blash. never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be th- part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars. That's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you, chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey. Let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack. Well, you know, it is funny, though. Uh, recently, just in the mm-hmm. last two days, Adam, you might find this to be interesting. Uh, I have actually begun playing once again 
Rocket League. Oh, yeah, baby. And this time going in, what I've noticed has changed in my game style is mm. I've got a stronger awareness of where my teammates are on the field coupled with their level of skill. And I've become kind of a Will Richardson. In the, I've understand his logic now. I'm like, oh yeah, if I can, if I can understand where mm-hmm. all these people are at skill wise, then I can set them up to make the best chances depending on who is against them. Yeah, and that's, that's a really goal. hard thing because you have to be able to predict the next. 15 seconds of a game in half a second based off of like well there's five people on you know like nine different variables mm-hmm. it's yeah out of control. And, it's out of control and it's fine and that would work if we had a perimeter shooter that was honestly that had any consistency because like we have kuznard who's by the way coming back for next season which is very cool um and we have right Bartholomew. Yeah. No, no, he he announced it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll see if he uh is better or anything, but like both Kuznard and Bartholomew had been injured throughout the season, you know. But as of late had started to come along. Uh we're definitely more, you know, better in health. Um getting a little more chemistry and each individually they had had games where they just had completely gone off, gotten, you know, over 20 points. Bartholomew, especially coming off the bench, was just such just night and day difference. So much more energy, so much more attacking the basket than anyone else was doing. Hmm. Uh, Jack, you know, actually hitting good threes, like clutch threes, especially against the Cougs. That was a huge game for him. Uh, but when it came down into, you know, like against the best competition, they just weren't really showing up as much, which is fair. That's what other good teams do, you know. We needed more of that. We did not get it. I'm very interested to see what a Will Richard-less team, Will Richardson-less team next season is going to look like, who's going to play point. Uh, I know we got some, you know, good talent coming in. So I, I'm I'm interested in... Uh, I'm interested in seeing what we do in the NIT somewhat. I would like, honestly, for us to treat it almost more as literally a practice. <laughs> like, I mm. don't want us to be like, like, okay, we don't want to shoot the three unless we absolutely have to because clearly we're bad. I want us to be like, no, play as if it's a, a regular-ass game when you got that open three, hit it. Or, like, you know, when things aren't opening up inside, like, actually pass it out, try to, you know, move some, move the ball more. Um, I want them to just try to, again, ingrain the system for all the players who are staying. Winning, it is that tricky thing with the NITs where it's like, even if you win it all, the joke is, yes, you are the 69th best team in the land. Congratulations. That being said, winning any tournament... With, you know, this mm-hmm. isn't top-tier mm-hmm. talent, obviously, mm-hmm. but these are teams that are, like, they're not bad. They're, like, that's, to get into the NIT, you're like, eh, they're not bad. They're not good, but, you know, they're not bad. So, like, winning four games in a row, that it, that would be impressive. That would be a good sign for the Ducks that they're at least better than mediocre. But 
anything less than winning it all, I'm like, oh, I truly don't give a shit. I don't know about you. Even winning it all, I'm, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's good. I mean, yeah, I like the viewpoint where I think you were going initially, which is, mm-hmm. uh, look, you're already in the champ- cha- championship of losers, so just, like, yeah. go for it. Who gives a shit if you're knocked out in the first round? Like, whatever. So now you're the yeah. worst of the worst. You were already destined. You were already heading that direction anyways. You just got there faster now. Or, oh, look what happens whenever you let go and let God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're a religious podcast by the now, uh, by the way now. Uh, we, yeah. we, all, we both got baptized over the last week. Um, praise God. Yeah, it was... Yeah, playing against UCLA. UCLA is a pretty damn good team. That being said, I also watched a little bit of UCLA versus Arizona, which ended up being the championship game. Very close game. Ended up uh, Arizona won by two points. Uh, really good back and forth. Both those squads are really good. UCLA is unfortunately very injured. You know, like two really good players not oh. playing as of right now. But uh, there's. There's a possibility that they at least get Bona back, and they're still a really well-coached team, and they're two, like, most important players, Hawkes and Campbell. Campbell just went off against us. He was really the difference maker late in the game once he started just confidently hitting threes, confidently getting shots. Well, good for them. Good for them, I know. But, um... Yeah, no, I'm. I'll be rooting for them certainly in the uh, in the actual tournament. Uh, Oregon now they actually are playing. We record that we're recording this on Tuesday. They're playing two freaking Morrow, which is nuts. Oh, NIT starts. I will be watching it. I will be excited. Eight p.m. because who they are playing. It actually does add some intrigue to the season. It adds the question of like. Are we any good? Did we progress at all? Because what it comes down to, we are playing UC Irvine first game of the NIT. UC Irvine is, of course, the team that in the second game of this season, this is when Kuznard is out, Brennan Rigsby is out. I believe those are our only two injuries at this time. They came in, Big West team, and they beat us. And it was honestly the first sign of like, oh, shit, we may not be that good of a team. Uh, because UC Irvine is is certainly not a team we should be losing to. Um, and for them, they actually had a great a great season overall for them. Uh, it's it's a little disappointing, I'm sure, that they, they were hoping to have a Cinderella miracle season, especially after beating Oregon. I'm sure they were running so high on that. But they ended up, yeah, they, they so they don't make the tournament just like we don't make the tournament. They beat us in that, in that game. They were the first to 69. 69 to 56. Oregon scored just 22 points in the first half, if you remember. Not only that, they shot 19% from three point land, which unfortunately kind of just, yeah, kind of just continued throughout the entire season. They shot 32% from the freaking floor. And Foley Dante had a great game. He almost got a double double 20 points, nine rebounds. 
Other than that, it was our other big man, Nate Biddle. He got 10 points. Then no one else scored in double figure against the freaking Anteaters. Like, yikes is all I got to say. The Anteaters. Because we are, I'm pretty, uh, now I'm nervous that they're, yeah, they're the Anteaters, of course. Um, Because we are the first seed in the NIT, congratulations, everybody. Pat yourself on the back. Because we are that first seed, we are hosting the tournament. This goes for the women's, too, actually, because it was announced. We'll get into them in a little bit. But we are hosting, I believe you host the first three games, which is pretty pretty late. That's pretty awesome. Um, So we have a huge advantage, but we had a huge advantage last time. Last time it was at Matt Knight Arena, too, and they beat us on our home court. So it's kind of, it's really interesting because it's we are still down Brennan Rigsby just like we were last time, but we have Kuznard. Everyone, we've had a full season of chemistry. We're back at Bat Nine Arena. If we were to lose this game, I swear to God, man, that just feels like we've we've just learned nothing. We've learned we we are the well, same that's what crappy I'm saying. team. That's yeah. what I'm saying. The exam is over. I don't think they have <laughs> well, learned anything. No, this is this would be like okay. So you've had let's say like you came in eighth grade, you were already a shitty student. Let's say they take they gave you one of those tests to be like, okay, how how dumb are you, kid? We got to figure out how dumb. you tr- you just transferred to the school, all right? How dumb are you? Take this test, sure. and you bombed this test. You're like, oh, you're reading at a fourth grade level, if that, and you absolutely bomb this thing. You get an F minus. Yeah, you know, it's terrible. And then at the end of the year, they're like, okay, you had a bad, bad year, but we've tried to get some knowledge into your dumbass little brain. Uh, this is how my teachers talk to me in eighth grade. They're like, hey, here's that same test we gave you when you got here. Let's, let's hope you do better. And you get the same score. Like, that. your teacher's just like, let's leave this child behind. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, this is Bush like, Jr. said no child left behind. The great Bush Jr. We all knew it was gonna, <laughs> he was going to get a reference. We already talked about Texas. Yeah, I'm hitting some weird uh, conservative points here, talking about <laughs> the pride in Texas. Your religion. Uh, the uh, fact, you're now religious. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I've brought God into allowing his control of my life, and now I'm a Bush <laughs> Jr. quoter. Well, uh, you can take the boy out of the Texas, but you can't take the Texas out of the boy. Um, yeah, that is so. Like, it would just be honestly just just so terrible if we lost to the. It'd be kind of funny, but I would be. I oh, not only that, to add a little more intrigue, uh-huh. Dana Altman. I forget how long he is. One of the top coaches for consecutive 20-win seasons. Sometimes we go way more than 20 wins when we're really great. But 20 wins is actually a pretty good benchmark, especially if like that is your floor, you're getting 20 wins. That's pretty good. Can right I- now we are at 19 wins. <laughs> so if we lose this game, it'll be it'll break his his stretch of getting 20 wins. We're that bad. Uh, that We're would be so bad. Our main guy might mm-hmm. have his twenty win streak broken. Yeah. And it, how many games would... are there? Woof. Uh, how many did we play? 
<laughs> I forget. I got it here somewhere. Are uh, there 46 or more? Let's see. We went 19 and 14 overall, so overall that'd be 20, 33 games. Shit. Damn, 31 so 20 game games is season. legit. 20 games yeah, a no, season 20. is... Huh. When you I look mean, at it like that... I mean, it'd be like nice that. if you got it before before Pac-12 tournament and before the NIT is, is yeah. better, you know. But, yeah, yeah, a big zoom out like that. It Well, I guess at that point, too, the only people who benefit from those kind of statistics in any kind of financial or longevity sense mm. are admin. So, interesting. Yeah. That doesn't help the and, players at all. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, it's just some stat you spew. Why do you deserve to be in the NBA? Well, my coach has consecutively gotten at least 20 wins. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next. Um, yeah. Uh, and we should say Anteaters were actually Big, Re- Big West regular season co-champions. Uh, they lost in their second game of their own tournament. So, I mean, they are a solid team. Uh, they're just a team we should not be losing to. Um, so the winner of that game will play either number four, Florida, or Central Florida, the winner of that game. Uh, the other people in our little bracket here is uh, number three seed Wisconsin versus Bradley, Bra- Bradley, sorry, or number two, Liberty versus Villanova. Villanova, actually, we did beat this season already, so who knows. Hmm. Um Oh wait! It would question. be yeah. Mm-hmm. If we lose the first game, does that mean the next two games are still being played on our court because we're the host, but we are not one of those I two think teams? So I actually think so. I'll go watch those freaking games. Disgraceful! <laughs> if you're going to host the place, don't you dare allow two other teams enjoy their shut time it down. on the court. We re renege it. We're like, nope. You can just lock you the can play in some you can play some Eugene outdoor basketball court. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, we got a there's a YMCA just down the street, bro. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Is there? I I'm don't down, know. I'm sure there's a YMCA somewhere around here. Uh yeah. It's what can I say, man? I Losing that first game would just be unbelievably bad. I would hate it so much. And it may happen. I mean, literally, we lost to this team yeah. this year on this court. So I like I do like that you are still searching for that sugar coating to what is actually just a trash fire. I mean, well, again, like winning oh, here it comes. We were this freaking close to making the tournament. Mm. Like you could say if we beat UCLA, we probably would have been in there. I mean, that's a big, you know. Hithliday does buts. also say he advises to not do the if yeah. we's we couldas. No, I'm saying, uh, but the fact is, is like, like we could be bad enough that we don't make the fucking nit. <laughs> like Washington didn't make the nit. You know what I mean? Hey. Like, there's that the sugar would coating. be a worse. Yeah, that would be truly a worse <laughs> floor. Like goddamn. Like look at Cal. Cal won three games this year. Yeah. We are not that bad, luckily. Like, gotta give him credit there. Now, um, let's get to the women's because I mean, yeah, we gotta. <sighs> the women's, uh, they will also make it to the NIT. 
which was a little bit of a surprise because even though see Oregon men's basketball actually had won some big games like they beat Arizona you know they beat USC they beat ASU those are some pretty good wins on their record mm-hmm. they also had some like insanely bad losses the bad losses are not what uh or like Women's actually didn't have too many truly bad losses because a lot of their losses were in conference play. And the Pac-12 is really, really freaking good, as you can see by how many Pac-12 women's basketball, um, you know, uh, people, uh, tournament teams there are. So, however, when they lost to Stanford, that officially cemented like, okay, so they don't have... Like, they're not going to make it into the tournament because of their wins. Absolutely not. Or their record. What what you assumed was going to happen, though, was because their net ranking was, like, number 19. Because their strength of schedule was so good, because the competition they were losing to was so elite. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, their net ranking is still... Should get them in, actually. Any other, you know... But apparently they were just barely bad enough not to make it and there were some upsets around women's uh college basketball that made it so like you know um that made it that they got bumped out basically because they were like the next four out or something like that i don't know it it all sucks long story short we found out we are, in fact, going to the NIT. And who are we starting off with? I'll tell you this. We're going against North Dakota State, a team we have never played, I do believe, in women's basketball. I could be wrong. Uh, it's, it's a school famous, actually, for football. Definitely ve- very famous for football on the FCS level, okay. I do believe. Um, yeah. and What team? I'm sorry. North Dakota State Bison. Oh, that's why I blanked it out because it's nowhere's lands. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be going against them. There's absolutely no freaking we- reason we should be losing against them. I-, I doubt we will. It'd be hugely embarrassing. Oh my goodness! I hope we don't lose. Uh, I believe the other ones in our bracket. It's unfortunately a little more confusing because NIT barely gets any like. You know, people uh, caring about it, people writing about it. Women's right. NIT, unfortunately, gets even less than that. So it's kind of hard to even see a bracket. But uh, UC Irvine, San Diego State, I believe that that could be a competition. Rice versus BYU, one of them could be it. Or Texas A&M, Texas A&M Corpus Christi versus Wyoming is another option. Um, other Pac-12 teams that made it into the WNIT include yes give me a chance i know washington washington made it and they that was a close game in the tournament so that could actually be a pretty pretty good uh competition there other than that no one uh men's tournament i should say for the nit i do believe it was uh colorado made it and mm. washington state so that okay. could actually be a pretty both those two, I mean, beating Washington State again would, I think that's actually a pretty good sign for the team. I think they're a good team. You know, like, I would like to see uh, what happens. They're a four seed in that tournament. 
Uh, so we would only meet them pretty late. Uh, and Colorado will play Seton Hall in the NIT. This is the men's I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But as far as the women's is concerned, it's just, I mean, hey, man, just win the whole thing. It, it, it's Especially for the women's, it's like that chemistry that we've been talking about. It's crucial. Let's get more of these young players, more practice time. We're still waiting to see if Andy Rogers will return or not. That That's going to decide so much for the future of women's basketball. Um, and even bigger than that, like I've been saying all, all year long, is the biggest deciding factor for this team. How many transfers we have? We want goddamn zero transfers. We, there's there's no reason, uh, unless well, it's someone like yeah. We don't. We want I bet zero we're transfers. gonna see three transfers. That would be devastating, and I will be on back on my Kelly Graves is not the guy bandwagon if that were the case. Man, because we need all the returning talent we can get. I'm almost wondering, you know. I don't have any real stake in the game here, but I do wonder if maybe I should just be against Graves. Well, I'm pretty against Graves already, so I don't know if we both need to be. (laughs) But is it fair to be... I mean, there's an interesting quandary here, right? Because theoretically, we need to create entertaining content and sometimes eliciting like frustration is an easier target to go after. Mm -hmm. But is it fair to the person in which you're being, you know, frustrated Well, I get pretty wishy-washy because there's been times I've been like, okay, maybe Graves is getting a little, and then we'll lose the game. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Uh, I think it's not fair, right? Because he's in a position of power that is far above us. So we are only criticizing the creators of the infrastructure right he's a millionaire we discovered that bro so he's a millionaire so he's he's fair game to he's not our boss he's (laughs) our employee and i demand (laughs) a higher yield of return for the amount of money we are investing how about that i love it i love it that seems um that's 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 really good uh (laughs) well before we get into our final segment which is barely a segment to tell you the truth um i want to plug this go over to either our patreon uh you don't you don't even got to give us any money for this we'll have links to our brackets because yes neither neither the men's nor the women's team made the tournament but we're still gonna have march madness uh, bracket, you know, Quack 12 prize will go to the top winner of both the men's and women's. And this is a promise from yours truly. This isn't like the, the <laughs> scandal the that happened. The great mug fiasco of 2022. The great <laughs> mug scandal, which still Aaron, I believe, is being brought up on Chargers listeners. I'm sure there's some listeners out there that are being like, when will the tyrannical reign of of Aaron Schroeder, who promised me a mug for sending in a hey. dog picture. When will he be brought to trial for his crimes? I know you're saying that. I will send you the prize if you win March Madness. I'm telling you. What's the prize? Do you have anything to say? I that I will not say because I will change it depending on. But it'll be yes. a good Oregon Duck prize. Don't you worry, listener. Okay, there is a hereditary trait I have picked up from generationally. 
Mm. On my mother's side of the family, it is a renowned. Blaming his mom immediately. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> immediately uh, goes to blame. Here's his an mom. example. Adam, what is this therapy? Adam, there is a gift that I have been in possession of for you that Uh-oh. Uli has continuously hounded me <laughs> to mail you. Because you may recall that I asked you for your address, like That's in true. the summer. It's true. It's just sitting right next to the front door. I have a poster mm. that I've been trying that Uli yet again purchased, and then we were going to mail to, I'm supposed to mail it to a friend in the UK. It's sitting right next to yours. I've had that oh, well, thing for at least 11 months, and I've been telling her for six months that I'm sending it tomorrow. Well, Long story short is, where are these mugs? Where I'm not they? good at mailing stuff. Things are slow around here, okay? Uh, well. I don't get to the post office that often. If I was a better podcaster, this is where I would pull up the clip of the moment when, when I remember you off the cuff said, listeners, <laughs> send in your dog pics. Anyone who does it on any social media, I'll send you a free Quack 12 mug. Mugs that we did not have. And I remember going, Aaron, Aaron, no. Do not promise this. And you said, hey, hey, man, this is my own thing. I'm going to do it. And I'm I begged you it. not to do it. Well, I'm doing do it. it. It just takes a while for me to get around. <laughs> the things happen. Things happen. It just is a slower process. Look, I'm not mm. a, you know, if we were better at podcasts, we would have this all set up where the person could buy a mug on our website and it would just take care of itself and go to no, them. No, but these are gifts. I know. <laughs> these are prizes. I'm Anyways. terrible at gift giving. Uh, when I was a kid, we had to go do like a, I forget, maybe it was Christmas or something, I don't recall. But for whatever reason, we all had to bring a gift to school. And then it would be like a white elephant thing where everybody kind of trades. Mm, yeah, uh, rather than inform my parents that this was a thing that needed to happen, I just went in my closet, grabbed a handful of micro machines Dumped them oh. in a Ziploc bag, wrapped it up, and called it good. I was like in the second grade. <laughs> That's the most Aaron shit I ever heard. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just uh, that kind of I pressure. Also, though, micro machines in second grade, that's like oh. better than gold. You can Dude, do. I didn't real. I was a little embarrassed whenever I gave the gift to the teacher, you know? But then whenever the kid got him and was so stoked, I was like, oh, wow, I did good. <laughs> we got to get that Micro Machines guy on the pod. I don't Ooh. know if he's alive or not. Oh, I'm sure he's alive. Right? He's not that why old. Are you, why are you so sure? Well, I mean, um, I guess because I just assume everyone dies from being old and not that other things can always happen. On to our final segment. That is right, y'all. Quacks a ball. Back in action. Or should I say, quaction. That is right. The baseball beat 
gets beat in Eugene, Oregon, because number 13 UCLA came to town. At first, the Ducks earned a roaring victory, 6-2. Then, when things looked very grim, as the Ducks fell behind, 8-2-2, a five-score rally nearly gets the Ducks the victory. However, it falls short, 8-7. And with a chance to e to win the series, the Ducks then lost their one of their most lopsided losses in their history, 0-16 to to end the week win. Meanwhile, softball against number 10, then number 11, Washington Huskies, one of the best teams in all the land, Oregon came to fight, and fight they did. 8-6, to the Ducks won the first game, then in the second, back and forth. Back and forth it went. Unfortunately, the Huskies took it 13-8. And in the final game, Oregon took a demanding 3-0 lead, but unfortunately allowed nine runs in the second, then the third, altogether to lose 9-7. Comeback bid comes up just short. Fortunately, a game against Seattle U got them right, where it took them just five innings to win 9-0. How about... Dem apples. Dem apples are good? Yeah, I got to say, this was the most softball I watched all season, and it was pretty fun. Um, it was insane. These games against Seattle uh, uh, or against Washington mm -hmm. were, I mean, Washington is a really good team, but both teams' offenses were just goddamn ridiculous, just like, just like, Two runs, two runs, two runs, four runs. It'd just be like Oregon's up three to zero. Oh, Oregon is now down four to three. Oh, Oregon's down nine to three. Like, or it was it was some pretty competitive, fun games. Actually, we lost two of the three, but we were competitive in all of them. I mean, it, we got some heavy hitters. I'm not sure if this team is one that'll really make some threats in a really good softball conference. But it was fun. Uh, meanwhile, baseball did have a tough week against some good competition. I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, if the weather turns, I may even go see some some, some of these diamond ducks in real life. Mm. Sounds pretty fun. Aaron, it's been a blast. It's been a From pleasure. The past. From the past. Uh, Brendan Fraser, Oscar-winning actor. We love Yep. Him. <sighs> my man, is there anything you'd like to to send out? Words of encouragement to our two NIT teams. Is there anything that you would like to say to them before we head out? No, I got nothing for them, but what I would like to say is John Moshita Jr., also known as Motormouth John Moshita and the fast-talking guy, oh. is an American <gasps> actor, singer, and spokesman. Alive. Oh, thank God. Thank God. We got to get him on. We'll be like, how was it being the Micro Machines guy? He's like, it was very fun. I always liked that. When I grew up, I was three years old. Something like that. That's funny, right? Yeah. Listeners, Quack 12 Podcast uh, on Twitter. Um, go check out our Patreon if you want to help us out. I guess. I don't know. Go, Ducks. Let's win this freaking NIT. Do it for 69. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>